Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to The Wind Up. A weekly recap show where we, Sean Philip Naylor and Maya Crifone, go over the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. We'll be discussing all of the events from each week's episode leading up to the finale. And having a cheeky vino or two as we do it. And cheers to this episode. Hi guys, welcome to The Wind Up, the weekly podcast where myself, Sean Philip Naylor, and the beautiful Miss Maya Crofone recap each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Now remember that you can follow us on our Instagram, which is at the wind up underscore pod where you guys can follow along with all of the shenanigans that we get up to and don't forget that you can follow our personal accounts i am sean philip official and she is maya crafone on instagram with an f not a ph because maya crafone now miss maya you've been a busy girl and you have been a working girl today so uh we're having our little cheers and a little catch up for the wind up cheers cheers lovely now quickly start me off did you give me give me a did you love or did you hate this week's episode i i enjoyed it was it better was than I... caged queens oh 100 better than caged queens <laughs> that piece of dog shit it was good was it great no was it one of the better down under episodes yes is it worth them calling it the best episode of one of the franchises ever so far, which is what I've seen posting around online? No. No. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it overall. It was fun. It was interesting. There's a lot to cover and a lot to discuss. But yeah, overall, it was it was a step up from last week's thing. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm going to start us off with a little shout out to hmm. someone that you and I both know, a up-and-coming Melbourneian musician, Mr. Leroy Jackson, who goes by the name Where Is Leroy? He has just been drunkenly messaging me on Instagram, sharing his thoughts that his view is Queen Spanky for the win. Oh, so Leroy is throwing his hat behind Spanky. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I don't agree, but interesting. Okay. All right. And on that note... We're going to jump straight into this week's episode, A Bottomless Brunch. Uh, so when we start the episode, we're met with a lovely previously on RuPaul's Drag Race. And then we join the queens in, let's call it the after Aubrey's elimination section, where Miss Queen Kong is just sad for Aubrey, but she's, she's feeling a little bit more disappointed in herself. Uh, I didn't I didn't understand why she was sad for Aubrey like someone has to go home like it's a competition yeah exactly she's she gotta go sorry she didn't win that's it Mm. off you go Aubrey it's been swell but the swelling's gone down um someone get the raid (laughs) um I did enjoy I think it was Hannah Condor's comment of she put up a good fight not bad for a COVID baby yes it was Hannah yeah yeah I mean like considering she's had very limited exposure to the drag scene outside Mm -hmm. of COVID I think she did all right like I'm not surprised she went this early I'm just going to precursor this episode by saying and this is probably the only time I will ever say it Sean Philip Naylor was right what do you mean it's the only time you're going to say it I'm always right 
Well, if you harken back to see, to our episode one, where we discussed the queens and you mentioned something about someone and then as someone, certain someone being a filler queen. Oh. This is mm. the only time that I would say that Sean Philip Naylor is right. Uh, so queens being a little self-critical of herself and Miss Minnie shares, uh, shares how much all of the girls respect Queen for what she does. Miss Minnie gets on her knees and uh, not to suffer off. That's right. I forgot about that. When she dropped her knees, I was sitting, sitting there watching it with my housemate on Saturday night. And when she dropped her knees, she's like, I'm going to drop to my knees and not just suck you off. We both just went, oh, dear God, Minnie. Well, no. then she fo- she followed it up <laughs> later saying that she never wants to be in the bottom with her, but she will, will bottom for her. I was just like, Minnie, Minnie, Minnie. Hey, look, Minnie. sometimes you just have to take the joke. You're, you're, you're a woman of a certain age. Hey, have- she still needs to... She's still got itches that need to be scratched. But that's that's what I mean. I'm like, you're beyond throwing yourself like your like your Beverly's and your Aubrey's. Like they're the they're the 20 year olds that can throw their kitty at people. You're a classy lady, Miss Minnie. You're a Miranda Priestley. Like put some innuendo in there and some decorum and just be like, come and see me in the back room later. Uh, Shout out to Miss Minnie Cooper as well as uh we have, we have noticed that she is enjoying the podcast, uh, which is really, really nice. So thanks, Miss Minnie, for your support. Apologies if I've said anything off for you, Minnie, but I am a huge supporter of Minnie Cooper. Yeah, we love Miss Minnie Cooper. Super duper Minnie Cooper. I, I can't never get tired of saying that. So the girls congratulate uh, Spanky for being last week's winner. Hannah makes more blowjob jokes about needing to blow uh, RuPaul because she keeps getting robbed, which is true. She does keep getting robbed. We're then met by a confronting image of Beverly's stinger being taken off. (laughs) By Hannah, using her mouth. (laughs) Hilarious. Uh, I love it. Um, And we end the uh, pre-credits with some untight tucks. Yes. We do indeed a little bit of fun. So opening credits, roll. Queens enter the workroom. Yuri's feeling really good. She believes that she was saved by her outfit, which is probably For true. now. Oh, I detect a problem. <laughs> so the queens, the queens are excited for the next challenge. And then we are met with a g'day, g'day, g'day. As uh, Miss RuPaul comes in and I, when I was making notes on this, this section, I paused it as Ru was walking in, but the camera had just cut from Ru coming through the door to the Queens turning around. And I got to say, there is something absolutely terrifying about a person with no eyebrows. <laughs> Which is okay. So I don't, I personally, I will understand why full-time drag queens do the whole shaped eyebrows if they block them out. So mm. I use my natural brow as like my drag brow because I've got a big, massive space between my eye and my brow. So I can do that. But I know a lot of queens block them out. So they shave them just to save the time. I don't understand that because as a boy, you look like a fucking alien. Yes. I don't want to look like Roger the alien from American Dad <laughs> running around with like no <laughs> eyebrows and be like, eh. Oh my God, too funny. Um, so Rue Ru greets our queen's eyebrows and sans eyebrows and uh, she introduces our mini challenge. It is a game and this game is called Tools of the Trade. Rue names. Oh. No, what, what did you think? Oh, I was like. It's been a while since we've had a pit crew game like this on Drag Race, any iteration, and I was 
hungry for it. And I mean hungry. When these 10 men walked out, I was like, oh, 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 my nerves. <laughs> I need I need to put a towel down. Um, <laughs> I was ecstatic. I was like, these men are gorgeous. There was one in particular that I loved and I Ooh, can't remember what uh, number he was. That's a shame. Let me know if you remember. I, I think he was closer to, I, what, I think it was number nine maybe, but oh, he was gorgeous and it was gorgeous that these men were, these men were stunning. I was like, I wasn't one of the queens sequestered, but I was hungry for these men. So I can only imagine what the queens were feeling. <laughs> so the rules of the game, Rue names a drag tool and the queens take turns in deciding which tradie is packing that tool in his pants. We just, I'm just, so I'm shocked that they used Bond's underwear and not tradie underwear. Bond's is a little classier. I see yeah, what but, you're getting at, but... But if they're talking about them being tradies and, you know, having tools of the trade, why wouldn't you look at securing sponsorship from tradie Maybe underwear? tradie didn't want to be associated or maybe Possibly. tradie didn't have a spare five grand to give as a prize. <laughs> so the queen with the most correct guesses wins the prize, which I've just spoiled and it's five grand. Thank you, Bonds. I enjoyed the little little bit of banter that we saw with the queens and the boys. Oh my That's God, cute. Pamara, try, Pamara milking that camera time by taking four ever to answer and, and Rue just going kicks and oh that was so fun and Rue just going it's an hour episode and like thank you all it's our show good night like yeah even I was sitting here just being like girl just pick a number like, yeah, yeah and she got it kept getting it wrong anyway <laughs> exactly like it's not like she was winning like I, no she was just wanted the airtime with the boys I think um what I did also appreciate was that once the the tool had been successfully guessed the gentleman had to remove the shorts because otherwise you know oh, you're gonna know well yeah no I enjoy I enjoyed that I enjoy removing a nice tradie shorts as well yeah no I was I was very happy with that this was a good mini challenge this was a really good mini challenge <laughs> which brings me to my next point is that while we were watching it my lovely husband he did ask the question is this appropriate because it seems to be objectifying men who gives a fuck Men have objectified women for centuries. Men complaining about being objectified these days, it's your turn. Like, it's your time. It's your turn. Like, just accept it. Embrace the fact that both women and gay men are ogling you and ogling your goodies. And, like, if men are being objectified for this reason, so be it. Like, enjoy it. It's Don't... fine. We know what, like, it's 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 the RuPaul Drag Race pit crew. They know what they signed up for. So, as we mentioned, Miss Pomara is taking a long time. Ru wraps up the whole show. And that's it. We're done for this week. That's it. Done. Goodbye. Thanks. Yeah, see you that next was, time on the, the wind up. That was the wind up. You can follow <laughs> us at the wind up underscore pod on Instagram. You can follow me at microphone. You can follow him at Sean Philip Naylor. Um, we'll see you next week for whatever the fuck happens next week. Bye. See ya. <laughs> so winner of the uh, mini challenge was Miss Molly Poppins. Miss Molly Poppins. Cash prize of $5,000 given to her by Bonds. I will say this ever since you told me that Miss Molly Poppins out of drag reminds you of 90s Roseanne. That is all I see. Can't unsee it. I'm so sorry. It was all I saw in the first episode was when she was out of drag in a confessional with a mullet. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know why, but the first person I thought of was Roseanne. And I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no. And now when I look at her as well, all I see, all I see is Roseanne. It's a whole thing. Um, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Molly. I, 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 no, I, I still see it. I'm sorry, Molly. <laughs>
Okay, so quickly after the announcement of Molly as the winner, Rue then announces the Maxi Challenge. So this week's Maxi Challenge, the queens will be working in pairs as they co-host a Down Under Drag brunch. This was an interesting challenge considering not many queens actually do a drag brunch. So while a drag brunch is a very popularized thing, you very few queens actually do it because you only have select queens that work during the day or who have been a plot like who have been grasped to host a drag brunch. I've only personally done one and that was down at the balcony in Byron. They're successful in Brisbane. The funny thing that I thought about this entire thing and now I'm jumping ahead is when Beverly mentioned that she does something while hosting in Brisbane and I'm like what drag brunch do you host in Brisbane there's only one that I know of and you don't host it well if you're listening Beverly let us know we'd love to show up Mm. actually we should go into a drag brunch in Brisbane okay rules of the maxi challenge each pair has just five minutes to win over the judges their fellow queens plus extra special guest judge Ursula Carlson. I was so happy to see her as a guest judge. And then you had whoever the queer guy was that was the helping them in the challenge. I've forgotten his name already. Chris Parker. You know, that one. I wanted to sit on his face. Yeah, I was so happy to see Ursula Carlson as a guest judge because I'm like, she is going to be hilarious for any Australian and Kiwi, but anyone else watching this show is not going to... She like, didn't really get much airtime, though. No, I did notice that. Very few comments, very few commentary. Because um, I was looking forward to it, too. I was like, oh, she's so much fun. And I was like, she having a bad day? No, I reckon they just edited that because... There was a lot, lot this episode, too, though, that they had to fit in. Yes. Yeah. The winner of the mini challenge, Molly, then got to choose her brunch co-host and pair up the other queens. So Miss Molly picks... Um, her little hobbit sister, Miss Hannah Conda, as her uh, brunch co-host. What did you think to that pairing? I was, I mean, not surprised because Hannah is known to be quite funny. And she's been in the top like twice. The, the past couple of weeks, yeah. Mm. Personally, I would have picked Hannah or Minnie, purely just based on the experience factor there. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah, I would have like Hannah's Hannah's comedic. Um, so I was expecting I was expecting good things from her, which was delivered. But yeah, I think that was a good pairing. So good on you, Molly, for picking your co-host. And then she pairs Minnie with Queen, Beverly with Pamara, and Spanky and Yuri together. They then get told that they'll be able to preview their material with uh, Reese Nicholson and stand-up comedian Chris Parker. Cutting to the Queens getting to work working on their material. Hannah has to ask Molly about the elephant in the room, which was what we we're just getting to. Was there some sort of strategy behind strategic. pairing the people? Strategic pairings for the people. Banky's like, we can hear you. And Beverly says that she noticed that all of the pairs that she put together were polar opposites and asks, is that intentional? Molly says that she was trying to level the playing field for the competition. And that's when Pamara calls her the Sabo bitch of the season. Notice in that instance as well, Molly dances around the question mm-hmm. where she's asked, okay, so who's the weak link in each team that you deliberately paired up? And she dances around the question. She's like, oh, I just was like, you know, one quiet, one loud and everyone, you're like, answer the question. Come on. I mean, we as a viewer know who's the weak link in each pairing because yeah. you've, you've deliberately done that. So personally, as a viewer, you can tell that 
Pamara, Yuri and Queen are the weak links in those three pairings. And you're like, okay, so say it out loud. Who Who's the weak link in each pairing? Go on. Give the editors something to work with. Give them what they want. Give um, us as a viewer what we want. Yes. I mean, come on. We want the drama. They ask if the idea was to put one strong queen with one weaker queen. And then Spanky quips, is that why you chose Hannah? So that she could make you look better. I don't think she did because choosing Hannah is a very big, bold move because Hannah could easily overpower and overshine you. I think Molly, I think Molly chose Hannah purely so that within she knew, even if they didn't do well, they were going to be safe. She, yes. she knew choosing Hannah was keeping her out of the bottom. We then had some fun little highlights of the, the queens going through, preparing some bits and pieces. I guess a little bit of banter between everybody. Spanky and Yuri. Yuri obviously hasn't got much experience hosting, but does say they have been doing it for the past year or so. And then Yuri's like, we could kind of roast each other. And it's like, I've got one for you. So Spanky's like, go on. What is it? Uh, Yuri says that they're going to roast Spanky and they're going to say the only thing that's flatter than that hair is that ass, is that ass? <laughs> which i thought True. was hilarious because you kept saying in episode one meet the queens flat hair. flat hair during the banter pomora and beverly we get the confessional screen and beverly says that she learned very quickly that pomora fifth and beverly kills is not a, a winning combination and that because is because beverly wants everything scripted and pomora wants off the cuff i personally probably would have gone off the cuff as well purely just because i think scripted you run the risk of scripted sounding not only scripted funny that but you run it sounding disingenuine like i i would have preferred i probably would have been an off the cuff queen for this challenge being like uh yeah let's just banter with each other just play off each other see what we see what we come up with because that's typically what you have at a normal hosting event you don't have a script you don't have a planned out thing going this is what we're going to say this is what we're going to say you just sort of banter off each other so that's what i would have done so i'm with pomora on this part wait um, pomara we keep doing that still sorry hun pomara i'm so sorry I'm with Pomara at this point with it being, it should have just been off the cuff. I, again, jumping ahead, I don't, I don't like Beverly's phrase thing that she says at a drag brunch. So yes, Minnie and Queen go and have a conversation with Hannah and Molly about what, how they're, framing their their act and it's all around white privilege i did love this because obviously hannah has previously addressed her past indiscretions with cultural appropriation i thought this was a lot better done than last season's attempt at glossing over scarlet adams and her blackface bullshit. I think so I though, thought, that was because Queen was holding the conversation. The only thing I didn't like, and my housemate was the one that pointed this out, was their continuity with this whole conversation was all of a sudden went from like Molly, Hannah, Mini Queen to Molly, Hannah, Queen to Molly, Hannah, Mini Queen. Like I didn't the whole pick conversation. Up on that. I'm usually, I usually am the good whole for conversation errors. The whole conversation kept chopping and changing where queen was standing and it's like okay so you've obviously just chopped and chopped out bits and pieces where you wanted it to fit but i would love to know that full conversation that Mm. they had queen minnie hannah molly if you're listening let us yeah let us know what happened outside of the edit because it was a very important conversation and i think absolutely both queen and hannah conda conducted themselves 
very eloquently, very respectfully during the conversation, which I think is so important because these are conversations that need to be had and it doesn't need to be an attack or a defensive. It's, It's a conversation. And like Queen said, she was trying to hold the space for Hannah because she could see it was something that Hannah was trying to learn from. Also because Queen said that she'd known Hannah for years and didn't realise that Hannah had done this. Mm. And so she was like, I can't, I can't comment for the people she's hurt, but I can comment on myself personally and just be like, this is, this is how I feel in this situation, which again, I think is a testament to Queen Kong and her maturity and her, her presence with all of these sorts of things is that she's, she's coming from a place of, she's not the, she's not the one that knows all the answers but she can, she can give you her basis on the situation. So again, like last week with her schooling the queens on how they're treating Minnie and just being like, you need to respect mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, without Minnie, you guys wouldn't be here sort of thing. Like queen comes from a place of education and trying to educate the younger queens, which I think is amazing because personally for me, I'd have a zero time. I'd be like, fuck all y'all. Like you don't want to learn, fuck you. So I've got respect for queen for the fact that she's taking the time to educate the younger queens. Again, we did it last week. I'm going to do it again. Don't know if you can snap in those nails, but snaps for Queen. I can snap. I don't make sound. <laughs> you can play the acrylics like Dolly. That just sounds like you're having you a wink. That. <laughs> that too. Okay. So after that very important conversation, we cut to the Queens having their time with Reese and Chris Parker. Starting with Spanky and Yuri, they're talking about, at this point, Yuri not being overly confident. They say, what was the quote? We're seeing a drag brunch, but we want to see a drag race brunch. And then that was from Reese. And then Chris Parker quickly kind of said, it's not personable. We want to know you. We want to see you. And that was a mention to us, some other queens later on as well. No, so I think that's what a lot of queens this episode were failing to grasp is that a drag brunch and a drag race brunch are two very different things because a drag race brunch obviously you need to make them laugh especially Rue you need to make them laugh you need to tell a story you need to be personal you need to be involved you need to be like there's a lot more involved in a drag race brunch than say a drag brunch because nine times out of ten a drag brunch you've got 45,000 white women that are drunk and just screaming at you no matter what you say they give a fuck what you're saying like you can you sit there and just be like i've got syphilis and 45 of them are just like yeah i do too (laughs) whereas a drag race brunch obviously there's none of that because it's literally just in a studio with just rue michelle and reese and ursula tonight because of the guest judge and you've got to try and make them laugh and be personal and be interactive when all you can hear back is dead silence Mm. so after spanky and yuri Molly and Hannah get their time with Reese and Chris and we learn a little backstory that Hannah originally when she was younger wanted to become a priest. I was shocked by that. Those lips as a priest? I feel like the lips came after the decision that she wasn't going to be a priest. Well, I, I mean, don't clearly think natural. I mean, clearly they're very they're very much like Hannah Condor is our filler queen but not because she's a filler queen, but because she's a filler queen. <laughs> but Hannah Condor as a priest, I just, I, I cannot believe it. 
Well, there's some interesting Poppins, priests out Molly there. Poppins, Molly Poppins is a clown, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that um, was the other one. Yeah, I can see that. And clouds terrify me, which explains a lot about my feelings towards Molly Poppins. You're terrified? Mm-hmm. Between now the clown and the Roseanne. She's lovely, though. I think she's, she's a great queen. Okay, so after Molly and Hannah, Minnie and Kong, the feedback given to them by Reese and Chris was that they needed to have a little bit more balance. Their energies were quite contrasting. Queens, obviously, very baseline, very, like, strong in I was I was shocked to see how animated and loud Minnie was. I know. I really enjoyed it though. But mm. we'll get to we'll get to the actual set when we get to it. But I was just when they said that their their energies were very different, I was like, I was not expecting that. Like you weren't expecting Minis to be so up there. But yeah, was, I was it not ex- really that up there, or was it just to seem more heightened because Queen is very not I don't want to say she's flat, but you know, she's very subdued. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it was maybe it's a case of, you know, like because one is so here, the other just appears more up here. Mm. As opposed to the other is actually here. But because yeah. Yeah, maybe. Either way, I agree. Ugh. Like the oh hey. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Pomora and Beverly, they were just complete opposites. They didn't yes. seem to, as Beverly highlighted for us earlier, they, they're not a winning duo when it comes to working Pomara was Pomara was not having any of Beverly's ideas. She yeah, was not she keen on... really didn't want to do that Brisbane brunch thing, which no, I think she... is fine. They probably shouldn't have ended on that. It didn't make much sense I, to me. I didn't like it. So I have a toast that I do, which is not a, it's not a unique toast. It's a very old school, very over the top toast, but I use it because it's fun. It's funny. It encompasses all genders and people and everything. But just quickly, I go, here's to love. Here's to honor. If you can't come in her, come on her. I'd love that. And like, That's so like, people... it's beautiful. Poetic. <laughs> We're all about the breeding here, but that's what I mean. Like, I thought Beverly's was very drawn out, like the whole call and response, like telling, like, I'm going to say this, you're going to say it back to me. Mm-hmm. Like, all it had to be was just like the, here's to you, here's to me. If ever we shall not agree, then fuck you and fuck me. Like, very quick and sharp and yeah. snappy. Would have worked better than opposed to the, like, here's to you. Here's to you. Here's to me. Here's to me. If ever we shan't agree. If ever we shan't agree. Then fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck me. And fuck me. And you know what we just like did? We just did her whole thing again for her. It really I know, gave me but a, it, a lot of airtime. But yeah, probably. But I was just It was it, a no oh, from you. No. Yeah, no. Sorry. Sorry, Bev. Then the, after the girls have had their time with Reese and Chris, we cut to day two. Very, very short. Day two in the workroom, not much happens other than they tell us that Yuri isn't there and that she's yeah, got a bit she of an was... eye infection. Someone farted on her pillowcase. Pamara. Uh, Yuri's got pink eye. No, wait, it would have um, been Molly Poppins because she's the Sabo queen of the episode. She gave Yuri pink eye. Yuri's got pink eye. That's all I can say. She all of a sudden has an eye infection. It's yeah, someone farted in a pillowcase or they shit on her pencils. I don't know, but Yuri's got pink eye. She's got, yeah, she's got the pink eye. She's gone. Uh, no one knows if she's coming back or when she's coming back. When she, we'll get to it when it comes back. But when I was watching when she comes back, I was like, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm jumping ahead. Sorry. <laughs> 
that's okay um so that's all we get from the workroom for day two and then we are on the runway and we are looking at Miss RuPaul in what I'm going to say is somewhat of a classic RuPaul look, mainly because I feel like we've seen this week before already this season. What was she wearing this week? I can't so remember. She was wearing like a shimmery leopard print off the shoulder dress. Was it short? Was it short or long? It was short, short, but it was kind of like shorter at the front and side. And then it came down very kind of. I think I liked it, but yeah, it was very, and very she old school. Roo. Very long gloves in the matching fabric. Yeah. Um, strappy heels. Yep. And I swear she was wearing the same wig from episode one season. Two. No, that's, that's right. I said, so while watching this, I'm like, Oh, I like the outfit. I hate the shoes. Fucking hate the shoes. Yeah. The shoes were crap. Um, Sorry. Roo. I hate it hated her shoes they were sh- they were hideous she needs better shoes outfit i enjoyed hair i enjoyed makeup i enjoyed like she looks gorgeous i do um, love it when she does the bright blue eye like the good job raven yeah um not the makeup being blue but rue's eyes being blue with the lenses yeah, Very yeah but still good job good job raven with the makeup um mm. we... oh. michelle looked good ah oh, yes that, i loved her lips that and the... widow's that widow's peak with the white hair and then the sleek slug like pony and then the leatherette oh michelle looks michelle looks good this yes week. michelle from steps she looks amazing oh oh michelle you're not listening but if michelle was listening fucking the what we can't say because the copyright boot to you ursula carlson was on the judging panel obviously we were excited to see her i mean Compared to Michelle, Ursula didn't make an effort, but it's totally Ursula's vibe and she looked great. What I love is when Rue was like, Ursula Carson was here and she's like, hello. <laughs> I pissed myself laughing at that. Not because she was funny, but because it was just so like, hello. Just, hello. And then she's like, oh, I love drag queens because they're more men than I'll ever be and more women than I'll ever get. And I was like, yeah, that's funny. But for me, I was just laughing at just her deadpan, just one note. Hello. I was like, yeah, okay. That's oh. that's down under comedy right there. Um, so then our queens are all seated on the main stage with no Yuri guy, still nowhere to be seen. Um, and it's time for our queens to do their drag brunch. First up, we've got Beverly Kills, Pamara Fifth. I liked Pamara's sparkly number, her outfit that she was her wearing. Her outfit was really, her really outfit nice. was stunning. Hated Beverly's outfit. Yeah, it was um, Oh, I didn't really love Beverly's hair too. It was very... The grey? Yeah. No. Yeah, but you, I don't mind the grey, but you don't like the grey. I, I I like grey in some instances, but I didn't, I didn't like... Beverly's whole look for this I was not a fan of. Pamara looked stunning. I have a theory that they were not supposed to be first. So I have a feeling that when they were in the walk like not the walkthrough but in the thing with reese and yes power bottom whatever his name is when they were talking about the callback like when beverly's like here's you here's me thing and they were talking that that's the perfect way of ending i feel like pamara and beverly were supposed to end the entire set because yuri was in the hospital they've had to rearrange everything and restructure who goes where and that's why they started and Yuri and Spanky ended. Yes, I completely agree. That's just um, a theory, a drag race theory. Beverly and Pamora, we didn't love their hosting brunch. 
I it's a brunch. I'd like my money back from that brunch. Thank you. I I would have only gone if it was a free ticket. There you go. I bought you the ticket. I'm gonna need two refunds, please. <laughs> I enjoyed it because I didn't pay. <laughs> if I if I had paid, I would have hated it. After straight after the girls are on stage, Beverly straight. and Tamara. Gay after. Yuri comes back from the doctor. He's got his doctor's note. He's, he's ready to come back to work. Oh, in the workroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because yeah, she's yes. got to paint her face. So that's right. Poor Yuri right. comes she, walking in like this. Which uh, one I closed because she came in it the night before. No, we've already established that our Sabo Queen did this. Oh, Molly came in her eye. Yeah, or farted on a pillow. We're not sure. But either way, the doctor gave Yuri some cream and she's good. She's back in. She's rushing to put her face on. Uh, so then Hannah and Molly are our next queens, which are on the stage. I, I enjoyed their set. I did I did find that their set kind of dragged, um, mm-hmm. pun intended. Ha-ha. <laughs> but I did find that there was their set kind of dragged purely just because they came out so strong and then it kind of just tapered off and was like... Well, they kind of lost me and I thought yep. it was hilarious, but they kind of lost me after the fighting into her foreskin from her tuck joke. Oh, that was that was fucking foul. When she said that the only balloon animals I do is when I fart into my foreskin, both myself and my housemate looked at each other and just went, oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry, Molly, but no, no. So as I will an, give um, her credit. That was a joke I've never heard before. So that was fun. As a, as an uncut queen? No, no. Um. So after Molly and Hannah, Queen Kong and Minnie Cooper. So this was interesting. I didn't hate it. I, I enjoyed it to an extent. I was confused by Queen coming out and then talking and then Minnie interrupting and then, and then Queen being like... Without her here, she's still loud. I was like, what's going on here? I really liked the, the outfits for these two, by the oh, way. Oh, Queen looked fucking mm-hmm. stunning. Like, Queen was, so hands down, best dressed of the night was Queen in this outfit. Like, that pant, whole pantsuit sort of moment, it was gorgeous in that up button. Oh, Queen looked, Queen looked phenomenal. Minnie looks like Lucille Ball to me. And I like um, that though. Oh I yeah, I, I love. I mean, thing. I love Lucy. <laughs> um, but no, Minnie looks like Lucille Ball to me. But still, like Queen looked phenomenal. Minnie looked spectacular. I was just, I was very shocked by their pacing with it and their whole talk about playing with the white privilege. I didn't get any of that. Yeah, from no, the I was set. expecting more from that. No, so I was shocked, but there was very little reference back to the white privilege thing. Just mini talking over the top of Queen, which I do to you on a regular basis. So I was very shocked by that. Um, and then. So then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see what you're trying to do there. Stop it. Uh, so then. Spanky and Yuri. Yuri makes her comeback and here we go. She was fucking high. She was on painkillers and was fucking high. She so was, I've, ho- yeah, I've never seen her so relaxed. <laughs> she was over the top animated. She was relaxed. She was like, when she was doing all of her bits, I was like, oh, she's flying on painkillers right now because she was just like, ha ha. <laughs> Come, ooh, ooh, come, 
Yes. Oh, come. Oh, what are we? He was working for her though. I thought it was so funny. Oh, it was it was hilarious. But I was sitting there watching it as a consumer and just being like, "Oh, she's fucking blasted." Doctor gave her the good stuff. She's on some heavy duty painkillers, and she is flying right now. But you could tell even from her eyes, the fact that while, well, yes, she had one fucking bung eye, her eyes were like semi-closed the entire time, just being like, <laughs> oh, what are, where am I? <laughs> Come. Well, uh, Yuri, if you are listening to this and you want to clear the record, please let us know. A spanky. She's Come. <laughs> Spanky, I look, I thought the two of them were really good together. I thoroughly enjoyed their brunch, but I did really, really like Spanky's uh, brunch outfit. Spanky's outfit was gorgeous. Like, she looked stunning. I feel like she really got the memo, brunch. She looked, like, I loved her outfit. I, wa- I wanted her outfit. I even loved Yuri's outfit. Like, the, the pairing of the two of them together was actually really, really well done. Okay, so very quick and abruptly, because we love the down under editing people, we are then suddenly on the runway. Category is red for filth. Ooh, okay. So I like this concept. I was a fan of maybe two of the outfits, which I'll go into as we're going through them. But mm-hmm. I thought this was like an interesting, interesting runway. So category is red for filth. And our first queen down the runway is Miss Beverly Kills. So Beverly, I'm a fan of yours. I really am. But uh, this is a read on myself. But this outfit was very much something that I would wear. So I was not expecting it from Beverly because it's very much something that I would expect myself to wear on the runway for this category. Not the headpiece, just the dress itself. I could walk like... I looked at it and went, oh, that's something I would wear. About the headpiece, I wish it wasn't black. Because, and you'll see, like, when the video goes to YouTube, I'll put on the beautiful pictures that Beverly's done for the photo shoot that she's done afterwards. The head, the headpiece is lost being black. Like, it needed at least, like, maybe a little gold dusting in the paint or something just so that it had yeah. a little shimmer or a little sparkle. Or uh, even using a white candle. Maybe, yeah. For and- Beverly Kills. For me to be able to sit there and say that I could see her dress on me means that it's not elevated enough for her level. And right. this is that's that's a compliment to Beverly because I see Beverly as a higher echelon of drag queen. So for the fact that I could see her dress on someone like myself, and yes, that's a read on myself, I don't think it was enough for her. So I justify the fact that it was not a good look for her. Right. So after Miss Beverly Kills, Miss Pamara Fifth wearing a variation of red, her oh. Uluru red, her dirt Aussie Outback dirt red. Hated it. It gave me, uh, it reminded me a little bit of her outfit she wore coming into the show, which yes. is kind of fitting. It's an outfit that she wore coming out of the show. I love that it was, again, like celebrating her her culture and her heritage, but I didn't Too much love- bulk. Yeah, it was too too bulky. Like it was pretty. Was, like the pattern was pretty, but there was no there was no shape. She had no figure. It was just very like tits, a little bit of waist, and then just flat. Like it was. And just, I felt I, the hair was probably 
too high, little, I, I don't just, know, wrong yeah. color maybe. I know Reese is sending his lawyers because it was his hair color. I understand. I understand the whole she was doing the same dot pattern on the top, like she did in her entrance outfit. I appreciate that, but essentially from the waist down, from where it was just that bulky tulle skirt, I hated it. Like yeah. it was just, it was bulky. It gave her no shape. It gave her no figure. I just no, no. It was it was a no for me. Up next, Miss Hannah Condor struts her stuff on the runway in what Rue calls a hat and a glory hole. Oh, I loved her outfit. She did look good. Hannah's Hannah's outfit, the PVC plastic leather, leather, whatever it was, looked gorgeous on her. That hat that had the hole in the center that had her hair poking out, gorgeous. Face was gorgeous. Whole outfit. Yeah, I loved Hannah's outfit. It was stunning. After Hannah Condor was Miss Molly Poppins. Hated it. Oh. Hated it. Hated um, it. Later on, when the judges are critiquing, they did say that they took it so far past trashy that it was almost high, high fashion. fashion. Yeah. I, 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 no, I didn't like it. Like the whole true, like bolero slash skirt slash boa constrictor, whatever the fuck it was, hated it. Like you didn't need all that. When it was up, before she put it down. Oh, I loved it when it was up. Yeah. When she dropped it, when she dropped it, I was like, Ugh, why did why? Why would you drop that down? No. Um, next up after Molly Poppins was Miss Queen Kong giving us Moana Volcano vibes. Also, you are loved it. <laughs> she was gorgeous. She was stunning. She was like immaculate. Not my not my best dress because that's coming up, but Queen looked amazing. She definitely looked amazing. Wasn't my favorite. Didn't quite get it. I feel like it was a little bit lost on me. Racist. Not like <laughs> not like that. We're two we're two white people judging a black queen. But yeah, she did look lovely. She looked she looked lovely. Um, I don't know how I would critique it. Like I feel like I don't want to critique Queen Kong because I feel like she could just kill me in a second. So I like be nice. I I think her her outfit was her outfit was immaculate, but I understand it was definitely wasn't top of the night. Um, yeah. because essentially at the end of the day, it was a leotard with a jacket and some maleficent horns. Yeah, those. Um, and then after Queen Kong, we were greeted by the lovely Minnie Cooper. Phenomenal. Yes, it was ill-fitting, but she has come out and said that obviously during production she'd lost a bit of weight before this runway, which a lot of queens do say that they that happens through the long filming days and the fact that they get very little time to actually eat on set. Minnie said that she does understand that obviously there was a nip slip happening, but I thought this whole message, this whole concept, oh. this whole outfit was one of the hands-down best things I've ever seen on Drag Race. It was stunning. It was gorgeous. It was representative it was phenomenal it was inclusive it was don't have a bad uh, word to say about it i loved the look i don't know if you can see this one this is the picture of her in the yep i've Um, seen it online yep and i will say this and i to me this is a huge compliment but makeup, hair, so the whole look, like the makeup, the hair and everything was giving me Aunt Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch in the 90s. And I love it. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, love that. yeah, 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 
Yep. No, so what I appreciated the most was the fact that when she turned around, apart from the fact that it was a giant AIDS ribbon, was the fact that it was a very clear safety pin, which for the old school queens, like that's how we had to pin the AIDS ribbon to everything was an old school safety pin. Like it wasn't a subtle hidden away sort of like, yeah, it's attached to the back. It was very much like it's a safety pin through the front and back of everything to hold it all together. It's so just I so elegant. It. Like it was like, such a good look. Minnie, Minnie was hands down my best dress for the night. Me too. I just wish she didn't Absolutely. have the nip slips, but that's okay. Like, but again, like she can't help the fact she's. The only thing I would eight, have done is do. She's eighty six. She can't help <laughs> the fact that she lost weight, like through not eating because they're filming fourteen hour days. Like, the I'm only sorry. thing I would have done if I was Minnie is tried to get myself some little like sparkly nipple covers so that it looked intentional like Beverly, like yes Beverly that came War. out later yeah so after <laughs> meeting we are met with uh spanky jackson in her poppy covered dress oh, i did like this yeah I this did. was cute too i appreciated her her reference and her like the whole anzac and poppy like i appreciated it was it the best of the night absolutely not but i appreciated the fact that she elevated herself and was like giving something different for spanky yeah after spanky we have our final queen for the night yuri guy giving us very red devil maleficent vibes maybe she got the pink eye because she just literally covers herself head to toe makeup all the time that yawn was partially intentional but also partially not I was bored with it because I've seen it before. Like it's been on 45,000 iterations of Drag Race. Like it's not unique. It's not different. It's not spectacular. Red fulfills expecting a red devil. Yuri gave me a red devil. Like cool. It's, is it well executed? Yes. Is it unique? No. Is it interesting? No. Is it okay? Sure. Yuri, you did a good job, but we've seen it. Move on. Devil wears shoulder pads. Okay. So after Devil's drunk. <laughs> Devil's quite drunk. We now are back on the main stage in our pairs. And then we Rue is basing some decisions on both the brunch and the runway. And very quickly, Spanky and Yuri are the winners, winning five thousand dollars each, thanks to the star. Would I have picked them as the top? Not necessarily. I mean, they were they were very good. I can understand it. I mean, Yuri just shouting "come" forty five thousand times while putting her hands in the air. Sure, come, 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 come. But with more excitement, come, come. <laughs> I think come. you just broke your speaker. They were my top based on their brunch, but they were not my top based on their runway. Based on Rue's decision, uh, Mama Rue decided Spanky and Yuri are our winners. And the rest of the girls are up for their judges' critiques. Uh, Beverly... I love how this week they're judged in pairs. Last yeah. week they had a group challenge and it was irrelevant. And this they week must have heard. They must have heard your feedback. That's what it was. So yes, we do get judged in pairs this time. But um, so Beverly is the first to get critiqued by the judges. They said that she was missing that something extra for the night. Um, after Beverly, they spoke briefly about Pomara very briefly and which they they said they loved her look this evening both on the runway and at the brunch which I didn't I didn't get that we liked the lunch brunch brunch lunch her brunch her 
brunch look was phenomenal. Her runway outfit was horrendous. Mm. So after Pamara, we critiqued Hannah. <laughs> Hannah Condor, Maya. Where are you at with Hannah Condor at this point? Safe. safe. Hannah was safe. Yep, Hannah, was, Hannah, was, Hannah was absolutely safe. They loved the look for Hannah and they loved the chemistry that Hannah had with her scene partner, uh, Molly, the, the other Hobbit, and going... And Samwise. Samwise to her Frodo. Roseanne Wise. No. <laughs> Roseanne Wise to her Frodo. Ah! Um, so moving on to Roseanne Wise, formerly known as Miss Molly Poppins. Um <laughs> okay, we've lost Maya, guys. It's just us. So the judges wanted to get to know Hannah a little bit more, and they said that her runway dress was so trashy that it worked. Molly. Molly. Not Hannah. Not Hannah. <laughs> Sorry. Molly. I, I don't agree that Molly's outfit was so trashy that it worked because it was still trashy. It didn't. It didn't bypass trashy to go high fashion for me because it was still just it was a chul thing with wrapped around a thing and then it was a thing no next up is queen kong michelle was really proud of queen this week for uh really stepping it up and miss rupaul says of queen kong that she's finally shown up to the show which i don't agree with because I still don't think Queen has shown up. Um, like, having seen what Queen can do, yes, we briefly saw it in that mediocre lip sync and, yes, kind of saw it in this dry crunch, but I still, I think Queen is still holding back. All right. So after Miss Queen Kong, it was Mini Cooper. Nips, slips, galore. Um, obviously everybody loved the meaning and sentiment behind the dress. Um, they did say of her performance at the brunch, she was kind of giving them like crazy, awkward aunt vibe at a party. I and, get that. <laughs> completely. And, um, I think many, many <laughs> agreed. Um, and, you know, Rue said that Minnie is a superstar but she's also a live wire and needs to learn how to sort of balance it out. This this made me want to drink with Minnie again. So again, I want to drink with one, Minnie so much. The one time that I performed with alongside Minnie, she didn't drink much because she was being very courteous because she's like, no, I'm like performing at a foreign venue. I need to be sober. Not sober, but like... Coherent. Coherent. I, I want to get fucking pissed with Minnie because based on this, I want to get fucking pissed with Minnie. Yes, please. Um, Girl knows how to have fun. I'm fucking pissed right now, but I want to get pissed with Minnie. We'll get her on the show. Minnie, if you're listening, come on. We'll have a chat. So after the girls are critiqued on stage by the judges, we move into an untucked situation. <laughs> where... <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to hold this together, microphone. Uh, <laughs> and I'm derailing in every situation. I mean, it is called the wind-up. So in the untucked section, Spanky is giving Yuri all the props. <laughs> uh, Spanky's proud. I'm not even looking at you. Spanky is proud of him 
he says Molly tried to sabotage us, but we're the ones on top. Absolutely. Like, um, so I do think that Spanky and Yuri did a very good job. Oh, wrong one. Uh, oh, nipple for a nipple. So this um, is it now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's disturbing. What were we talking about? Something about, no, we weren't talking about tips. No, we were talking, so, about... We're talking about drag race. All right, our queens have left the stage and we are looking at the untucked section. Spanky is giving Yuri props and is proud of of the work that Yuri's done, um, especially coming in and having to paint their face halfway through the whole event with one eye working. Um, Molly, Yuri, not Yuri, Spanky is like, Spanky is like, Oh my god, I can't even concentrate. Spanky is like they tried to sabotage us by putting us together, but haha, jokes on them. And then Pamara starts to have a little cry, which is then, <laughs> which is then uh, outcried by, by Beverly, Beverly oh who has herself a little breakdown. The poor little sausage. No, fuck her. This whole breakdown was ah. Oh. Beverly, I love you, but fuck, this was for the cameras, wasn't it? Um, this whole breakdown of this means nothing. Extra screen, extra screen time, and I'm not mad at it. No, crop entertaining props to you because I mean, grab every second of screen time you can, but don't act like it was like real emotion because that. That did not come across as real emotion. Yes, Beverly fake cries and then Queen shares her bottoming wisdom because she's been in the bottom for the last two times now. Douching. I mean, it's helpful. Uh, they did say, was it Reese that said it's like bottoming? It's all about preparation. Pure for men. Pure for men. Mm. Um, but yes, so Queen shares her advice and she tells the, the both the Queens that might think they're up in the bottom two, that they need to fight with all of this energy that they've got, bring it to the fight and fight with respect and with love. Uh, The girls are standing on stage. They've had their critiques and very, very quickly, Rue says that Beverly and and Pamara are up for elimination. And they have to lip sync for their lives. The girls are lip syncing Beverly and Pamara, and they are lip syncing to Years and Years featuring Kylie Minogue. The song is Starstruck. So my housemate asked me when we were watching this, he's like, is this the one where they swap positions and like they grin each other's faces? I'm like, no, that's Chasing After Midnight, which is a Kylie song featuring Years and Years. And there's such a good music video. Whereas this one is years and years featuring Kylie, which is opposite. Um, still a good song. Okay, so Chasing After Midnight. I thought Beverly won this lip sync. Um, Pamara huh. was boring as batshit. Um, Love Pamara, but she was shit. Um, Beverly won this, hands down. There's hands no way. Hands that- down. But it was it no was way. like it was a good little fight. Like it was good to see them. Was it? Do, well, yeah. Like, was it? I thought so. Was it? 
For me, it was. Was it? <laughs> was it? No. Beverly, Beverly won it regardless. Pomara so, had no chance. <laughs> it cuts to after the lip sync and they're standing in front Pomara's of... Pomara's going home. Rue and the judges. Um, and Rue has made their decision. Guess what? Beverly wins. Beverly. <laughs> Obvious because Pomara's going home. Yeah. Beverly wins. Pomara sashays away, gets to the end of the runway and says, Bye, cunts. Uh, and then she ugly walks into the workroom like the Sanderson <gasps> sisters. Oh, I noticed that as well. So I picked up on that when she so walked the, in with so her dress and she walked in like Winifred Sanderson. And I yeah, was like, the hag walk. Like I, I said, I was like, did she walk in like a Sanderson sister? And my housemate was like, what? I was like, she walked in like she was Winifred Sanderson. Like she was playing up the whole... Another like, beautiful morning. It makes me sick. Camp. I loved it. Pamara gets references. I enjoy it. Just wish she had it made more on the show because then she'd still be there. Pamara ugly walks away into the workroom. She writes her message on the mirror, which I can't, I don't even know what it said. Um, and we'll obviously see that next week. Um, and then we get a Phil Green. She I I mean Sean was right. We get a preview of next week, which doesn't really tell us too much other than the Queens are playing the Snatch Game next week. Dear listeners and viewers, on that note, this has been the wind-up for another week. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> this has been a wind-up. <laughs> this has been a wind-up for this week. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at thewindup underscore pod and our socials to keep up with everything that we're doing. You can follow me at Sean Phillip Official on Instagram and you can follow Miss Maya Crofone at at Maya Crofone which is M-Y-A-C-R-E-F-O-N-E because if you use the PH it spells Crofone so my phone with an F, use an F, please use an F. C-R-E-F-O-N-E, please use an F, Crofone. Yep, that one. Got that, listeners? Use an F. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next week. <laughs>